Good morning and welcome. I want to say happy Monday. Get the jackets out. It's only going to be 70 degrees here in the Valley of the Sun. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and of course, 1360 KHNC. The number here at Patriot, 800 951 The website at allamericangold.com. And Got a trade war stuff happening, and everybody's placing the blame game. Uh, sleepy Joe Biden calling President Trump the great divider. And I guess the the big theme for the election, which I know it's already started. I mean, I, I've, I've lost count of how many Democrats are running. But they all are trying to say they're the one that can bring us together. If you didn't catch the first hour, because remember now, I know it's hard. I'm on an hour in Colorado before I get to this hour where Phoenix joins us. A lot of you that listen from somewhere else, you listen online. Go to 1360KHNC.com at 8 o'clock Arizona time, 9 o'clock Mountain, and catch the first hour. Listen, you can pull up our website from your phone, from your a computer, a laptop. Uh, if you're techy enough, you can Bluetooth it into your uh, smart car, and you can catch all hours. Like today, I got two more hours after this. Covering for Eric's vacation. Mark Manson wrote an article. The American dream is killing us. And we started this in the first hour. And just a real quick review. He compared the United States to a lemonade stand. And this lemonade stand just kept growing. More and more people kept coming to sell lemonade. And pretty soon people figured out, hey, if you just work hard, you can have success. And people came from all over to sell this magical lemonade. Right? America had the secret sauce. Right, and the secret sauce was hard work. Right, and you know, the people that didn't thrive in the United States were either lazy or incompetent. Right, remember that? I mean, that's kind of how a lot of us were raised. Hey, if you work hard, you can get ahead. Anybody can be president. We know now that's not true, right? Any billionaire maybe could be president, maybe. And then they said, but things started to change. All of a sudden, people from other countries started to make lemonade. And they could make it for less. I talked about Japan and the Chinese. Right? Then they talked about, hey, you had to be educated. And then that wasn't working. And pretty soon... Um, people were working hard, had to work even harder. 
and we're making less money. Right? And you think about, we used to have one person in the household working, then it was two. Now in the, a lot of households, I, I, don't, I would venture to say, my guess is, in the majority of households, at least one person has more than one job. Look at me, I got two. I've got two. Right? My my wife works. My, my older son just got a job. I mean, dude, it, it, this is how it is. Remember, I've said it all along. The heroes are all of you out there working two or three jobs just to try to make ends meet. That was not the American dream. And he talked about, hey, all of a sudden we're a nation divided. And he was right, and I think about the elections, right? And everyone, oh, I'm the great unifier. And then he said, what if, what if there was a different reason for America's success? In other words, uh, it's not just because we're an American. He talked about, hey, for 300 years, you had unlimited land. You found an empty cotton. Well, it wasn't empty, but, you know, pretty empty. Found this empty continent. And guess what? It had a lot of resources. It had oil and coal and timber. Even had precious metals. Right? The gold rush and all that. That was all here. Waiting for us to take it. We had unlimited cheap labor. Right, still coming across the border today to do the jobs we don't want to do. One thing we did have, he, he gave credit to the founding fathers, unlimited innovation. In other words, America lets you keep more of your wealth if you had the latest and the greatest. Right, you know, communism, everything's for the state, socialism, right? One of the things we're fighting right now is socialism. Right? They want all everyone, especially the filthy rich, got everyone's gotta get whacked, gotta get taxed. The fourth reason he says was geographic isolation. Talked about how in Europe and Asia, all these countries were invaded, conquered, invaded, conquered, invaded, conquered. Wiping them out, you know, and having to restart over and over again. That's where we left off when we return. I'm going to pick it up right from there. 800 Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe Jaquint. What if all of the great society that we've built, you know, the culture that we created, that through hard work you could get ahead, that God had selected us, What if maybe it was something else entirely? This is one of these shows a little different, right? Like I you know, you know me. I'm blaming the bankers. They've ruined this country. 
But Mason says maybe it's something else. Right? Found the continent. Everybody wanted to go there because nobody was there, and it had good stuff, good resources on it. Hey, you did a good thing with the rewarding uh, and allowing people to become very wealthy if they had the latest and the greatest. And then he said, you know, all these other societies, Europe and Asia, everyone kept invading over and over, invade and conquer, invade and conquer. But the United States was just too far away. I mean, if you were Napoleon, why load up a bunch of expensive ship ships, set sail for weeks, right? Hope you don't get hit by a, a, a tornado or a hurricane when you can just invade Italy like tomorrow, right? Hey, hey I'll just go right here. As a result, the U.S. developed a sense of being isolated from the world, right? And really, that's how we became a superpower. Ron Paul used to talk about it all the time, right? Let's go back to this. This worked. Let's stay isolated again. With the exception of Pearl Harbor, we've just been impossible to get to. Americans take this for granted. But the effect cannot be overstated. As recently as a couple of decades ago, Europe feared an intimate invasion from the east. Some still fear the invasion. No, they're they're coming. The invasion's just different. Right? It's the migration invasion now. It's from this intersection of good fortune, right? Hey, you found this almost empty continent. Plentiful resources, a massive, massive amount of land, creative ingenuity, and the idea of the American dream was born. It's simple. The unwavering belief that anybody, you, me, your friends, your neighbors, heck, even your grandma, can become exceedingly successful. And all it takes is the right amount of work, ingenuity, and determination and that nothing else matters no external force no bout of bad luck all one needs is a steady dose of grit and ass grinding hard work and you too can own a McMansion with a three car garage Right? I mean, that was it. That was how I was born. 
And I was telling everybody in the first hour, I went to a bunch of graduations this weekend. And uh, my oldest son's home from his freshman year of college and, and worried is an understatement as a as, as a parent where I really thought, hey, this is the greatest place to grow up and, and my kids are going to be successful because I'm going to teach them about hard work. I'm going to teach them about ingenuity and creativity. And I'm going to teach them how to battle adversity. And this is America, and if you can do those things, you can make it. But now, the American dream has stagnated. In the future, people are probably going to point to 9-11 as the inflection point where the U.S. began its slow descent away from global dominance. But the truth is deteriorating forces have been at work within the country for decades. And I agree, you know me, you know the day I put on it. August 1971, right? Richard Nixon closing the gold window. That's my date. But it doesn't matter. Pick a date. By almost every major statistical measurement, the average American is worse off than they were a generation ago. And it's uniform. It, it, you can't even argue that point. Every category. You know, because I, you know, I know what I'm. It's one thing I do know, right? From pay to home ownership, right to to having kids, even, right, uh, moving out from your parents' home. You, the list just goes on and on and on. Some pundits have taken to blaming the younger generation, right? That used to be, oh, they're lazy. I'm telling you right now, they're different than us, but they're not lazy. I mean, we always have some, right? There's always some that are, but don't get me wrong. By and large, most of these kids, if given the opportunity, are going to work hard. Generally speaking, the kids aren't the problem. Americans today, especially young Americans, and I've said this for a long time, are the most educated and productive generation in U.S. history. And people forget, you know, the remember Alan, the productivity miracle, Alan Greenspan. That miracle is now killing us, by the way. Not only are they the most educated and the most productive, right? Now, obviously, we know, right? Computers, robots help that. We are also 
incredibly underemployed. But yet, they'll tell you the unemployment rate's the lowest since the 60s. You know what also is the lowest since the 60s? The labor force participation rate. It's not that there's no jobs. There's no middle class jobs. Boy, I tell you what. That's a really profound statement. There's plenty of jobs. It's the middle class jobs, though, that seem to be gone. Look at Ford today. Did you see it? What did they say? Laying off 7,000 people. It won't even say how many. By the way, the people in North America, you're going to find out uh, either tomorrow or next Tuesday. You know what positions they're cutting? The salaried ones. Yep, one out of every five salaried employees at Ford is going to be shown the door. That's the middle class job. Right, because it's not the guy in the C-suites. They're not getting laid off. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. Not those guys. Despite President Obama's impressive uh, proclamation that he had the unemployment rate since he took office. Most of the drop in unemployment since 2008 comes from part-time, low-skilled, or people leaving the workforce altogether. And you know that I've covered that here so many times. And you can argue with me if you want, but that's the reality. You know it. How many people you know work more than one job? How many? How many people you know work and say, hey, I work for blah, blah, blah company. And then you only find out, well, I don't actually work for them. I'm an independent contractor for them. Right? That Those are the jobs. 25% of people with college degrees don't have a job or aren't even looking for a job. Again, do we need to be as educated as we are? But why? What happened? Where did we go wrong? Did we even go wrong? Who came who can we blame in angry Twitter rants? Or at cocktail or graduation parties. Maybe there's no one to blame. I don't know, but I'm I'm interested. I'm listening. It's just that the strategies and beliefs that the country were founded upon have finally bumped up against their limitations. No more land. Fact is, we ran out of land around 1900. Right? And it talks about Cuba, the Philippines, Guam, stuff like that. After the World Wars, we realized something the English 
never did. Why spend all of your time and money actually invading a poor country when you can just lend them money and tell them to sell your stuff really cheap? <laughs> right? We gave it to them. We did this throughout the Cold War. We called it the global economy, right? It was basically like this low-level form of extortion of the third world. Think about Venezuela today. Either open up trade for us, let our corporations come in, use your land and cheap labor, or get shut out and continue to wallow in poverty. Right? We use that weapon a lot, don't we? Hey, if you don't like our rules, then we're going to shut you out. Right? I call it the bad guy bus. And it's worked. Dozens of markets from around the globe opened up to us. And in return, we promised that our military would protect them from communism. Of course, that dried up too. Because apparently we decided communists were okay as long as they were in China. Halftime, Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. As Robert Mueller closes the books on his two-year reign of terror against Trump supporters, we should pause to consider the collateral damage Mueller has inflicted. Mueller's conspiracy theory about collusion with Russia caused great harm to many people, and most of Mueller's victims are truly innocent. Jerome Corsi is one of those victims. He spent many days being interviewed by Mueller's team for supposedly witnessing a crime that Mueller finally admitted never actually happened. At the end of all that cooperation from Corsi, Mueller's prosecutors demanded that he plead guilty to lying to the government, even though he'd been candid all along. In response, Corsi went public and exposed the Mueller investigation for what it was, a political hatchet job stacked with enemies of Trump. Corsi expected to be unfairly indicted and put on trial, but he courageously stood his ground and refused to cave in to the wrongdoing by Mueller's team. Corsi was right to call Mueller's bluff. Mueller has some explaining to do about the unfounded threats by his team to indict Corsi if he did not agree to a plea deal. Corsi summed it up beautifully when he said, quote, I consider this entire investigation to be fraudulent, and I'm glad it's over, end quote. But it's not over for Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, even though his persecutors have left the Mueller investigation for other high-paying jobs. General Flynn still faces sentencing from the deal he agreed to in order to save his family. For spending a mere 24 days as President Trump's national security advisor, General Flynn has been forced to incur $5 million in legal fees. Adding insult to injury, the federal judge presiding over his case accused Flynn of being a traitor to the United States before walking back those statements in open court. The Department of Justice, post-Robert Mueller, should move to dismiss the case against Lieutenant General Flynn and do it now. As Mueller finally admitted in his report, there was never any collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Yet innocent people like Jerome Corsi and General Michael Flynn will forever have their fortunes and their sacred honor tarnished.
by the left's crazed conspiracy against the will of the American people. Truly, it must be said, the left no longer represents the land of liberty and justice for all. Do you know a college student frustrated with a liberal ideology on their campus? Do them a favor. Go to phyllisschlafly.com and find the link to the Phyllis Schlafly Collegian Summit in Washington, D.C. on June 11 to 13. Send that link to that student so they can find out about this life-changing event. Let them know it's free if they register in advance at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for all you do, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. Mark Manson trying to put a different spin about why we're divided. And I don't like where he's going. First he said, hey, you kind of had some lucky things in your favor when you founded the place. And now, you know, you, you, you were smart, and you didn't invade countries per se. You extorted them. But even that has dried up. Most of these poor economies have developed enough that they aren't so cheap and easy to exploit anymore. As a matter of fact, some of them are now the competition. Boy, isn't that true? No more cheap labor. That got that all got outsourced. Why why employ a bunch of local laborers when you can build a factory in China and get it made for a quarter of the cost. By the way, when we finish with this, I got an update. The president didn't do it today, did it on the weekend. Let one slip by about where these Chinese jobs are going to go. I got a word I got one word for you. It's not here. I guess that's two. Not here. Innovation is now creating fewer jobs, not more. And you know what? This this has a lot to do with it. And they, they talk about the whole world is going in this direction. You know, he talks about the grocery store, the self-checkouts. But he says it's spreading accountants pharmacists, taxi cabs, truck drivers, tens of millions of people out of work with no opportunity for those jobs to come back. Right, a lot of jobs, they're gone forever. This is not just going to hit the service sector. It is also largely responsible for the manufacturing sector. And you know, he he said that despite the president yammering on about U.S. manufacturing output, output here has doubled in the past 30 years. Now a lot of that's inflation. Okay. I want to, you know, put a little color onto his, his thing. We've been able to do that. We've been able to double output 
And we've done it with 25% less people working in it. Right? So automation. And then, of course, a lot of it, what? Gone to China. The technology improves. More people out of work. Amazon, right? The robots are coming. Now they're trying to get the those factory, those warehouse workers uh, to drive trucks for them. Brilliant. Not really, but anyway. In other words, the lemonade party is over. Customers have stopped coming. The market is contracting. The easy money for anybody who wanted it is now gone. In fact, it's now the opposite. Now there are millions of hardworking, intelligent people who are living paycheck to paycheck. It's unprecedented. Believe it or not, it's unprecedented. It used to be not that long, one generation, not that long ago. The only people in that category, paycheck to paycheck, was if you didn't graduate from high school. Now they're talking about, hey, college graduates, it's not like 10%, 20 They're talking 40 to 50%. And it's a little skewed because so many of them have moved back home with mom and dad that are living paycheck to paycheck. Fewer people today are getting ahead than ever before. And they're getting ahead not due to their hard work or their education as much as their connections, right? It's not what you know, it's who you know, right? How often have you heard that? It's not what you know, it's who to know. Or maybe you just had bad luck. You got horribly sick. Maybe you got in a serious accident, right? And it's done for you. It's donezo. Not only is this not the American dream, it's the exact opposite of the American dream. It's the old feudal order where you're born into privilege or forced to jump uh, or forced to just hope things don't get any worse. Economic mobility is now lower in the U.S than almost every other developed country in the world. We're worse than Slovenia. We're worse than Chile, right? And what that means is, hey, if you're stuck in a town that's dead and dying, it's hard for you to move. It's also hard for you to move up, right? Moving up the scale. So the American dream is dead. Big whoop. What's your point, Manson? My point is the last part of the tragedy of the lemonade stand is the one that's so dangerous. You see, the kids developed a belief system. Success equals hard work equals deserving great things. 
failure equals laziness and deserving crappy things. He used a different word. In the great society where the boundless opportunities and infinite resources and a constantly expanding market, but the tides have turned and the opportunities are simply no longer there. The same beliefs be quite dang- become quite dangerous or even destructive. The American dream causes people to believe they'll always get what they deserve. Problem is, what if they fail now? Do they think that's what they deserve? Thanks for Radio News Hour. We'll be back. So where are we really? Let's put the rhetoric away. Forget about the tweets and all the braggadocious ways. Same on the the people that want to divide, right? Everybody thinks it's somebody else's fault. A little reality today. 25% of Americans have no savings. 60% have less than $400. 80% have less than $4,000. And when you start to hear those numbers, and I pause to let you, let that sink in for a minute probably explains why this job is selling hard assets is so hard for every one person listening that wants to buy that has the ability to buy there's probably a hundred more of you that are like oh, I want to I just don't have the ability the labor market is at an all-time low. I'm talking about the labor force participation rate. I mean, we're almost to 100 million. Almost 100 million working age in Americans not working. It's incredible. Real wages have been stagnating now for 50 years. Now, I know how to do math. I'm not the greatest, but I'm pretty good. 48 years ago, we dropped the gold standard completely. Wages have not risen since real wages. Right? In other words, we're poorer today than we were 50 years ago. And all those data points back it up. And think about it. All of this happened while becoming more educated. Amazing. How about another stat? Almost half of all homeless people have a job. I know, right? I think homeless, I'm thinking the guy on the street corners. 
so many more of them, almost half now, actually have a job. And they talk about the American dream and, and how uh, we exploit others and, uh, you know, the profit and all that stuff. And then he talks about our inability to deal with this new reality. Right? Remember, everybody gets a trophy. Most of our kids haven't faced adversity. You know? Right? Hey, just try. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Oh, you're no good. It's okay. Here's a trophy. Right? Inclusiveness. And I don't want make make my child feel bad. I mean, I guess those are good things, I guess. But now suicide rates, I think they're the highest ever, especially in the kids. Right? They don't know how to deal with it. And according to, uh, to, to Manson, we better figure out how to, how to adapt very quickly and mature into a new reality. Will we accept it and modify our expectations to match it in the 21st century? Or are we, be, are we going to become petulant and angry and look for scapegoats as our national consciousness goes away? And I think, really, right now, that's where we're at. And and I don't know. I think there's a lot of validity to what he says. Hey, you know, you found this country that you took it over, had a ton of resources. You had these two great big oceans, and you're kind of isolated, and, and you, you built the image of the never-ending lemonade stand. Now, I guess the world just got a lot smaller, didn't it? And now we're looking for someone to blame. And and unfortunately, he didn't have an answer. Well, he did. He did. You know what his answer was? Lower your expectations. Unfortunately, before that happens... There's going to be anger and petulance and so many other things that go along with it. I keep, you know, just keep thinking about that speech. Remember the speech Ron Paul gave? I think it was, was it 2012? Revolution is coming. And I, and I did this story today. I was going to do it last week because I knew we had these graduations to go to. But I think it's probably better now today because you're sitting there at these graduation parties and, and everybody's still hopeful. And yet when we would get into small little groups, maybe two, three of us dads just talking, they're all saying the same thing. 
They've already got one or two kids that have already gone and are back home living with them. And they're really worried about how the rest of this is going to work out. Or they're like me, like, don't, oh, what? I, I, that has, I have not, my kids aren't that old yet. Final segment coming up. Final segment on this Monday. Join us. Jump over to 1360KHNC.com. We got two more hours coming. Something just hit the tape. China's President Xi Jinping made a visit to a factory that will have big implications for the United States. So much so that this Chinese factory and the company that owns it rose lock limit in China's stock market this morning. Well, I guess while we were sleeping. I'm going to tell you where who it was and what it was that he was visiting. And, and this opens up, this is something I haven't talked about. I didn't, you know, quite honestly, I didn't connect the dot here. Speculation now that China's going to retaliate in a different way than I've talked about in the past. We know about treasuries. They're doing that gradually. Matter of fact, China sold more treasuries again in the last two weeks. They're continuing to dump them slowly. This is a whole different level. Uh, join us on the next hour, and we'll get to it. Right now, uh, the Dow's down, the S&P's down, the Nasdaq's down. Uh, gold's up. Not a lot. Gold's up a dollar, 1276 1277 Silver's up a few pennies, uh, $14.40 today. U.S. $20 liberties. One through nine, thirteen seventy-five. Ten through nineteen, thirteen fifty. By the way, that'd be a savings of forty bucks if you buy ten to nineteen. Twenty or more, thirteen thirty-five. So normal price is six ninety. You buy one through nine. I'll do them at thirteen seventy-five. Ten through nineteen, thirteen fifty. Twenty or more, thirteen thirty-five. I mean, gold's twelve seventy-five, twelve seventy-six. I don't know if this report. Well, here's what I know. I know it's right. The stock of the factory that the president of China was at finished up lock limit. Big implications for the United States. I'll tell you about it in the next segment, but I'll give you a little hint. It has to do with rare earths. One of the things that we talked about in this whole little thing that we've done here, we're giving it all away. China is, really, when you think about it, it's pretty much the only country in the world with a real a real world supply of rare earth metals 
So I'm going to tell you what countries in the U.S. are going to be affected, uh, what the Chinese media is saying. By the way, over the weekend, Chinese media started running anti-American propagation, if you will, starting to encourage their citizens to dump U.S. products. By the way, Apple leading the NASDAQ and the Dow lower today. 800-951-0592. Having a little wealth insurance sounds like a pretty good idea. We'll be back for two more hours after the break. 